Welcome to Discover Your Destiny podcast, where we believe that your life is not an accident. You have a destiny, and we want to help you discover it, pursue it, and fulfill it. And now, here's your host for today, Dima Barishnikov. Welcome to Discover Your Destiny, where we believe that your life is not an accident, but you have a destiny. Today, I would like to talk to you about um, a powerful tool that we all have, a tool that can help us unlock our true potential, a tool that is provided to us by God himself and therefore is accessible to everyone. This tool is our imagination. I touched on this already when I, um, on my previous podcast, when I talked about the power of vision or about the importance of having a vision in our life. When we talk about vision, it is usually about the future. Imagination has power to give you a glimpse of your future in your present. We can define imagination as follows. Imagination is the ability of our mind to build a mental picture or image or object or event that doesn't exist in our present or ha- and has not happened in the past. Imagination does not only enable us to see the pictures though, but also experience, it enables us to experience feelings associated with that object or event or our desired result that we are imagining. Merely imagining that you're meeting someone that you wanted to meet for a long time or somebody you you dearly loved but you haven't seen for a long time. You can imagine meeting them and, and right then just your imagination stirs up all kinds of feelings within you. It's like when you've uh, been hungry for a long time and you, and you, 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 you imagine eating the food that you like. You, you, you can feel, you can almost taste it in your mouth. Imagination is a powerful, uh, powerful tool. Uh, so um, just imagining things, even though they have not actually happened, causes your brain to react if those things actually did happen. During our childhood, our imagination runs wild. We don't have to be asked to imagine something. We just do. Kids just, kids just do that. Unfortunately, as we get older, our imagination begins to fade. We allow life to kind of get in the way and things of life just kind of kill our imagination. We don't consider anymore what can be possible. We only look at our immediate reality and complain and regret that it is not what we would like it to be. But maybe some of us think that imagination is something only kids do. And we as adults don't have time for it. But we forget that it can be a very powerful tool to help us fulfill our true potential in life. Um, when, we, when, when you develop your imagination, you, know, you don't become a daydreamer or impractical. It actually strengthens your creative abilities. And it helps you in a very practical way. Never underestimate the power of, of your imaginations. It is, it is a God-given tool. If we learn how to use it, it can help us in a very, very powerful way. Neuroscience tells us that the brain is unable to distinguish between the mind's imagination and reality. Basically, the, 
the brain cannot tell whether those things that you imagine truly happen or they have not, they have not happened. Brain imaging shows that imagining an object or a situation lights up similar regions in the brain as, as when we experience the same things in reality. Clearly, imagination is a powerful tool. And when I think about this, uh, I'm reminded of a simple fact that God wired us like this. It is God who wired us like this, and He's the one that gave us this gift, gift of imagination. I'd like to tell you a story. It comes right out of the Bible. And you can read this story. You can read about the story in the book of Genesis. It is a story about Abraham. He's a regular guy, 75 years old, with no children. And God chooses him to become a father of many nations. So God calls Abraham to follow him. So Abraham's beginning does not look at all like all the promises that God was given him. He had a vision of where God was taking him, but could he really imagine what it would really feel like to be there? What would it look like? When we start often in life, our place of beginning does not look at all like our destination, where we're heading. As a matter of fact, it may look quite opposite. Abraham had a promise, great promise from God. God promised him to make him a father of many nations and bless him and make his name great. He was given a vision where God wants to take him, but he still had doubts about how it will all happen and what is it going to look like. Genesis chapter 12 gives us a be the beginning of the story of Abraham when God calls him when he was 75 years old and asks him to leave his father's house and his family and follow him. He gives Abraham incredible promise of blessings and greatness. But Abraham had to leave everything he knew before and follow God. He had to leave what he knew for 75 years and embark on a journey with God. So now we find him a few years later in chapter 15 of Genesis, where he still wanders. After embarking on a journey with God, he still wonders how and when God's promises will come to pass. Because sometimes when you wait for something to happen, it does not happen. Your mind begins to play tricks on you and, and there different questions pop, pop up in your head. And uh, is it truly going to happen? Or maybe I'm waiting in, in vain and, and, and so forth. So I would like to read a few verses out of Genesis chapter 15. This is a conversation that Abraham has with God um, about what's happening in his life. So... I will, I will read just a few verses, I believe, uh, just six verses out of Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. 
And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. God showed Abraham, this is what it's, what it's going to feel like. God gave him tangible picture of an outcome. Look at the stars. Can you count those stars? This is how your descendants will be. Now, every time Abraham would look at the stars, he saw his future. God was teaching he, uh, Abraham not only think about the vision as part of his future, but also learn to imagine it now. He said, look at the stars now. This is how the, the, the sky is and you cannot even count the stars. This is how your descendants will be. You look at the stars, every time you do that, you see, you see where God is taking you. You see your future in the present. Stir up your imagination. God did not tell Abraham to look at himself and consider whether he feels like being the father of many nations. Your present reality may not reflect your potential. But now imagining your descendants as number of stars, that stirs up some powerful emotions within you. It shows you actually what's possible. You know, when we come to the New Testament and we see Jesus calling simple fishermen, simple folks like tax collectors to follow him, and he gave them the picture of them becoming somebody, becoming witnesses for him and his representatives, not only to Israel, but to the whole world. To the whole world. He showed them the picture of the whole world and said, I, I want you to be my representative, my witnesses to the end of this world. You imagine God's promises fulfilled in your life. Why? Because you believe God. When God took Abraham outside and showed him the stars in the heaven and said, you know, this is how your descendants will be. What happened? Abraham simply believed God. Now he had a tangible picture what his descendants will look like. And he believed God and God counted this faith to Abraham as righteousness. You see, imagination allows you to see the possibilities that other people do not see. That other people do not see because they do not currently exist. You have to see those possibilities, those connections, those new possibilities, those new things. You got to see them by faith. You got to see them by faith. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24, there's one of the most powerful statements about faith. In Jesus' own words here, I'm not going to paraphrase it. 
Let's just read it in Jesus' own words. It's Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, talking about his disciples, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. How can we believe that we already receive things? It is impossible without imagination. It is imagination that allows you to see, imagine that now you already have something you are praying for. You see, imagination works so close with faith. As a matter of fact, I, I consider imagination to be part of faith. The only, the only reason you would start imagining things that you already have them, because you believe God. You believe the promises that he gave you. The only reason uh, uh, Abraham could look at, uh, at the heaven or at, uh, and, and the stars and, and accept what God was telling him. The promise that he was giving him is because Abraham believed God. According to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. To the natural mind, this kind of statement doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If it's substance, then it's no more something hoped for, you already have, if it's substance. If it's evidence, you already saw that evidence. But it says here that it's a substance of things you're just hoping for. Evidence of things not seen. Only by faith you can possess something now in the spirit without seeing those things manifest yet in a physical realm. It does not make any sense, this statement does not make any sense unless we accept it, accept the simple fact that it indicates that we possess something spiritually first. And it's just as real as when we possess those things or those desired results physically. You see, we imagine having the results when we pray for them and strive for them first. Then in time, we will have them in reality. You see, we don't deny our present reality, but we are confident and see ourselves achieving what we set out to do in spite of this reality. The re reality of Abraham was this. He was childless, 75 years old. And then years later, he had another encounter with God and God still encouraged him to believe the promise. But now he brings him outside and show, shows him the stars and say, imagine this, look at the stars. This is your descendants. This is how your descendants gonna be. And let me tell you what Abraham did. He believed God, he believed God. So I'm, I'm gonna stop right now today, but 
I want to encourage you. Don't stifle your imagination. Imagine things that God promises you in His words already in your life. Can you see yourself actually walking in the power of God and accomplishing what God called you to do a long time ago? That happens by faith. But you have to walk that faith out every day of your life. And you have to keep your imagination active. Imagine the things that you pray for. Imagine them have, having them now. The things that you ask, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Imagine that you already received them. Keep your imagination active. I'm looking forward to continue this conversation with you next time because I'm going to be talking to you next time about the power of that imagination when it's positive and the power of it when it's negative. So hope you will join me next time. And until then, remember, your life is not an accident. You have a destiny. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you are inspired and encouraged. If you have questions, comments, and would like to stay in touch, please write us at connect at destinycarolina.com. We hope you'll join us next time. May God bless you and always remember your life is not an accident. You have a destiny.